The monster that was created by a man they called mad. The thing that lives inside where no one can hear it, see it, or feel it. The quiet little motel that has become known as the scene of a crime. The boy with evil living behind his eyes and the daughter possessed by the devil himself. These are the stories you've heard about, talked about. This is the Spooky Bros Horror Show. Welcome back to another episode of Spooky Bros Horror Show. As always, I'm your host, Joe. I'm Mikey. And the favorite, Chandler. (sighs) This week we're talking about (laughs) Chandler's pick, the least favorite. Uh, But he actually picked a good movie this time, As Above, So Below. Congratulations, Chandler. Yeah, woo-woo! Get some crowd reactions back there. Uh, Definitely not putting that in. Um, (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Should we get into it? Do you guys have any quips to say up front, or should we just uh, get straight into your your once in a lifetime good pick? <laughs> wow, wow! You would have yeah, tried comedy. Quips? Um, uh, no, no quips. I'm ready. Let's get it. Okay. All right. Let's do it. All right. Um, Scarlet Marlowe, a young alchemy scholar, continues her dead father's work searching for the Philosopher's Stone, a legendary alchemical uh, substance. Did we say what movie it was yet? As above, so below, yeah. Oh, I didn't hear anybody say the name of it. Okay. <laughs> you fucking Sorry, idiot. my energy is so low. I have 18 people yawning oh in chat over here. Oh, my God. <sighs> okay, well. <clears throat> I didn't want you to get through the whole thing, and then, like, you know, we, you know. It's just that we're, like, two minutes in, and, of course, the first, one of the first things I said was <laughs> the name of the title. You fucking idiot. Oh, I wasn't yeah. listening. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go. Okay, round two. <laughs> Action. Scarlet Marlowe, a young alchemy scholar, continues her dead father's work searching for the Philosopher's Stone, a legendary alchemical substance capable of turning base metals into gold or silver and grant eternal life, discovered by Nicholas Flamel. She finds the Rose Key in a cave in Iran, um, where she sees a hanged man before which she narrowly escapes as it collapses. That that was phrased weird, but anyway. Yeah, so this is kind of an important part. Uh, it's mm-hmm. pretty fucked up how careless she is with, uh, what's his name, Reza? Reza? Um, yeah. Uh, I, he, he was my favorite character in the movie, and she was so, um, I don't know, um, what's the word? Cavalier with his life? Right. Yeah. He, he just like, he, she's just like, we're not leaving, we're not leaving, and he's like, I have a family, I gotta <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> they are literally, they're actively blowing up this tunnel, and sure, she finds this cool ass, like, Rosetta Stone, essentially, and, you know, it's it's cool, and like, I'm getting, um, um, what is it, Tomb Raider vibes and stuff like that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I care more about Reza, you know? Right. <laughs> Yeah, he was a real MVP. He honestly should have been the main character. Right. So, I want to see a movie about him. Right. Um, and then she does, she, like, tells her to be careful because, like, the um, her father was searching for the stone and it was a path that drove him to madness. And she was just like, my dad wasn't crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, big moment. Um, right. Um, let's see. She travels to Paris where she enlists the help of George, her former lover. Oh, wait, wait, oh. wait, wait. I'm so sorry to interrupt. Can we talk about like, um, the dumb one, la- the dumb one liner that she had? Um, so she's sneaking into what, what, what country was it again? Uh, Iran. 
Iran. So she's sneaking into Iran and she's like, oh, they're like, oh, you know, the penalty for, you know, getting caught of sneaking in. It's being buried um, up to your head in sand and then a wall of stone pushed onto you. And then she goes, but they have to catch me first. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> come on. Well, you didn't like that? Yeah. No, just kidding. It was a great movie. Uh, great, yeah. great scene. <laughs> All okay. right, Joe, off the top of your head, think of a better one-liner. Go. Okay, time to cut out the cancer. Oh, oh my no. God. <clears throat> okay, anyway. Um, her former lover, along with Benji, the cameraman, they translate Flamel's headstone, which contains a riddle that leads them 370 feet underneath the streets of Paris. Um, so basically she does this whole thing where they go into a museum and they kind of like, uh, Nicholas Cage take, uh, this slab, um, and they like put this weird mix of cleaning product on the back of it and then light fire on it. And it gives them like a secret riddle. And then they like figured out there's this whole weird thing where it's like his tomb was like midway between like the center of the earth and where they are. So Apparently, the uh, center of the Earth is like 740 feet down or something, 741. So the tomb had to be 370 feet and a half uh, down to the center of the Earth. Yeah, so so far, it's just like a dangerous national treasure hunt, you know? Yeah. 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 Oh, also, so I believe uh, her, Benji, and uh, maybe George, they go into the catacombs on a, like a, a tour kind of thing. Just to get a, a little oh, like, yes. a little a little taste of what they're getting into, and uh, they're trying to find out how they're gonna do this. And then there's a random like kid saying, "Hey, you should talk to Pepion. Uh, he he knows these catacombs like really well, you know." Mm-hmm. Um, um, and that his his uh, casting uh, like you know his billing in the cast list is a gloomy teen um uh, i didn't think he was, he was pretty te- gloomy yeah he was he was very gloomy i don't know that he was a teen but yeah that's fair um but yeah he he's important um because he he basically tells them to find him and they like turn around and talk for a second and when they turn around he's gone <gasps> it disappears okay so anyway she enlists the help of a guide called pepion uh his girlfriend suxi and friend Zed to search the catacombs of Paris at a party. Um, a woman is staring at Benji during the party. I guess that's important. Uh, George oh, refuses. Yeah, because she she's the one that like later on you see her in like once we get to it. But once they get into the yeah. catacombs, she's like the um, the person chanting or leading this chanting. You know, oh, yeah. whatever's going on. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure she's in the. In like uh, one other time, yeah. There's a, there's the another end. scene like later on, yeah. Yeah, the way they just put it in there was just weird. <laughs> a woman is staring at Benji during the party. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Anyway, uh, George refuses to go, but is driven into the caves with the group when a policeman spots them and tackles Pepion. After crawling through a narrow tunnel which collapses, they encounter a female cultist who are singing and appear possessed. Including the same woman from the party who stares oh. at Benji again. Well, there you go. Also, yeah. um, I don't know what the scariest part of this movie was for you guys, but for me, it was definitely the cop. 
Um, <laughs> just because like, it was just so like, I, I just wasn't expecting it. I was like, oh, we're not in the meat of the movie yet. Right. And then all of a sudden you just hear a dude yelling, running down this empty tunnel and then just tackles Papillon. And I'm like, oh shit, that kind of spooked me a little bit. <laughs> the first jump scare. Right. Listen, they are protecting the catacombs, okay? <laughs> not not well enough. There's a whole coven of people down there chanting. Yeah. Yeah, well, they're more sneaky, I think. Oh. Um, okay, they find themselves in a block tunnel that Pepion is reluctant to breach. As the only people who have gone through, including Pep's friend Latoup, uh, which means the mole, have never been seen again. The group attempts to take a different path where Benji gets stuck briefly. Uh, somehow they loop back around to where they were before and they're forced to go through the tunnel. Oh. Yeah, I absolutely hate tight spaces that Benji was in. Oh, man. Those scenes oh, yeah. are just terrible. That is, is a hard scene to watch. <laughs> Does anybody else feel really bad for Benji? Because, like, okay, Pepion and his crew and Scarlet and George are all these, like, you know, treasure hunters or well i guess she's not a treasure hunter but you know what i mean yeah um they're all nicholas cage and benji's just a cameraman shooting a documentary <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then he has to go through all of this yeah he's, he's not capable of this and he's bringing a big ass camera with him <laughs> poor benji right <laughs> Uh, yeah, I do feel bad for him pretty much the entire time. This is probably not what he signed up for. Right. Hey, George, George tried to warn him at the beginning. That is true. <laughs> so, uh, But turns out Scarlet is manipulative, and even George, who, who like, it's stated, like, you, you learn that, like, oh, he doesn't want to go into the, the catacombs because he had, like, a traumatic experience with his brother a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scarlet still, and and again with Reza, she, she manipulates everybody into doing what she wants. Because she's just got to get this Rosetta Stone. It's important, yep. man. Yep. How else are you going to find... Joe, the good you could do if you found this stone... <laughs> yeah? Think, well, I guess the... Yeah, I, I'm not going to spoil anything yet. <laughs> okay. So, after venturing deeper into the catacombs, they encounter Latoup, who agrees to guide them out and informs them the only way out is down. They eventually find a tomb with the preserved Templar Knight, a mound of treasure, and the Flamel Stone. Okay, wow, they really rushed into this. Um, <laughs> removing the stone, Scarlet realizes too late that the treasure is a trap and the room collapses. Uh, Latoup is under the rubble and is left behind by the group. Okay, so do you guys want to kind of like go on that? Because there's kind of they just put a bunch of the first couple layers like really quickly. Yeah, we kind of missed a little bit and just like went through. The yeah. nice, uh, I, I would say if nobody's like seen this movie and you haven't seen, or if you've seen it, but you haven't seen Dante's Inferno or re- I, I don't know. I don't know anybody who's read Dante's Inferno, but if you see Dante's Inferno, um, the two go hand in hand a lot, mm-hmm. um, which is really cool. Um, they, yeah, they, they skip over a lot in that synopsis, but essentially when they're crawling through the tunnel, it starts to collapse. They get out. They appear back at the start. Um, it's like essentially like purgatory, at least as from my understanding. Well, and no, that's that's when they. So when they first get into the gateway that they said not to go into, right? Um, but I thought like it collapsing and leading, like you know, instead of them ending up on the other side, like the collapsing is like signifying, oh, you're entering purgatory. Their only way through is, like, going through that catacomb. And then Latoupe essentially is, like, Virgil. 
if you know which he's kind of uh, dante's guide throughout you know dante's inferno mm-hmm. except he doesn't the tube obviously doesn't guide him guide them <laughs> all the way through hell mm-hmm. but right, so uh go on oh i was just gonna like uh in in like once they enter into this like blocked off part of the catacombs uh george finds a piano that like he describes oh he used to play but the what was it a four key or something like that never worked he starts playing yeah. on this piano that is somehow in the catacombs and then of course the same key doesn't work mm-hmm. and then you know they start to hear a phone ringing in the distance and scarlet takes off like so fucking annoying she just like <laughs> she's never been here and everyone's like yo just chill like wait we'll come with you and she just starts booking it down this like dark catacomb and finds a phone and on the phone you just hear like a a voice that says like why won't you talk to me or something like that mhm yeah but when you talk to me scarlet <laughs> um yeah so they're they're making their way through um the way the way i read it is, is like when you when you get through that little gate that Pepion didn't want to take because Latoup got um got lost in there or whatever right. that is that is when they first enter hell and the first layer of hell is limbo right okay sure yeah yeah yeah, and and limbo is where the lost souls are, which is why they see Latoupe there, right? Um, because that's where the souls go that aren't in heaven nor hell, really. It's just right, you know, they're they're lost there. Um, and you you kind of know that something's up with uh, Latoupe because he's uh, it seems like he's like almost teleporting at times, yeah. and he can like see perfectly in the right. pitch darkness and whatnot. So you know that something's going on with him. <laughs> um. So obviously, a bunch of these uh, levels correspond with uh, the levels of hell. They don't like spe- specifically show every single level, but like obviously, level two is lust. When they get down to the second level, you hear like this big, like very super loud rumbling and whatnot. Which going back to Dante's Inferno, that is how they signify the second level as well. Mm. Um. And then is it the? I well, think we, it's the fourth. We skipped fourth. a pretty important part. So like once they they find you know he, they don't actually enter into the tunnel where it says abandon all hope you enter here right until after they find the Rosetta or Rosetta Stone the uh, a philosopher. Yeah, stone. so that's that's not until like the fifth or sixth level or whatever. Right, I think that's after they have the stone. What? No, uh, I thought they they find it first, then they they like there's they they. You know, wait, is it? Man, I'm I'm having trouble no, remembering. It, it's after they find the stone because they pass through that, and then that's when they're in the mirrored kind of right. dimension. So, like mm-hmm. they pass through the center of the earth. See, that's that's when I thought that's when they finally entered hell because in Dante's Inferno, above the gates of hell, like the entrance to hell, it says, "Abandon all hope, you enter here." And then they mention something about having to crawl through. Like on their hands and knees, right. belly, whatever. right? And they even right. say it in the movie that they're—that's like the yeah. signification for it. But I—I I think the whole uh, significance of it is when they go through that they're in the first levels of hell and they don't realize that their souls are being judged, right? Um, but they do. I'm pretty sure um, before that they are technically in hell because, like I said, the first level is limbo. The second level, they do the—they describe the same sound as lust they don't do anything with um gluttony obviously but then the next one is greed where they go into the treasure room 
and all of the people who are greedy get killed or they get like the it, right. it's a trap and it gets collapsed on them. Mm-hmm. So they are they are making their way through the layers. But I do agree that uh, they have that gate at a very uh, strange place here. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, OK. So. OK. So removing this, the stone, Scarlet realizes too late that the treasure is a trap and the room collapses. Uh, they leave Latoot behind. With the flamel stone, Scarlet magically heals Suxi's arm because she got hurt um, when the room collapsed as yeah. well. So there's like there's essentially like in the room, they there's all this treasure behind a gate, like a you know metal gate, and then to the side there's this like mural with the actual uh, philosopher's stone on it, and then Scarlet you know grabs it and it's like oh it's a trap, but. Um, Papillon and Suxi and Zed are all ripping off the gate, and then the ceiling comes crashing down, and it lands on Latoop and Suxi. Okay, they find a drawing on a door, uh, on the circle, along with the Gnostic Star of David, symbolizing as above, so below, which uh reveals a hidden door in the floor, or a door hidden in the floor. Going through the opening, they find a tunnel marked with the phrase Abandon all hope, ye who enter here in Greek, identical to the entrance to hell in Dante's Inferno. Uh, that's kind of what you were saying, Joe. Yeah. Um, passing through, they find a dark upside down reflection of the room they left, including a catatonic Latoop, who kills Suxi by smashing her head into the ground. Can so um, this is kind of another, I'm assuming, another level of uh, violence. Mm-hmm. Very brutal right. scene. Yeah, because I mean, this is um pretty pretty insane here. <laughs> um, she she he just completely just smashes her oh. her head. Yeah, he just pops up out of nowhere and just starts going at it. Yeah, which is also a shame. Obviously, we'll get to it, but you know, the stone that she had was a one time use stone. Uh, it only worked one time, and she used it to heal Suxi, who dies immediately after anyway. Right. I, I think she, like, specifically says, like, oh, it won't work anyways, because, like, I guess it can't bring people back from dead. the dead. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. So, let's see. He disappears, and they realize they must continue and go deeper to escape. Along the way, Benji, the cameraman, is pushed to his death down the hole by the lead female cultist who is staring at him at the party, and she's holding a baby now. Poor Benji. <laughs> yeah. So this is kind of the thing where we don't know um, what happened to Benji or Suxi in their past life or in their lives. We don't know, like, their backstory or whatnot. But I'm pretty sure when you're in hell, uh, you like the level that you they die on has to do with like their main sin or whatever. Right. So, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, so like Suxi would have had to have done something with violence and I think um, Benji was on fraud or whatever, and, you know, he is a, a woman holding a baby and whatnot. Right. Um, but, yeah, so that that's a, a whole thing. I, I will say, like, that's one of the I, – I know I'm harping on a lot of negative. Um, I do love this movie a lot. But that's, like, one of the few things that I really didn't like about it. I wish they would have gone in a lot more detail. Well, maybe not a lot more, but at least some more because, you know – which we're about to find out what happens, you know, with Papillon. But, you know, he you see in early in the movie, you see he has burns all over his hands and stuff like that. But they never talk about it. Right. right. Um. OK, so. OK, they encounter a burning car with Papillon's brother sitting inside. 
this was the the gloomy teen mm-hmm, right. that told them to you know uh, search for Papillon, and that's how they find find him. So he was ca- kind of trying to lure him into the catacombs into hell, and he was supposed to like um, uh, what's the what's the word like repent his sins mm-hmm. to kind of yeah. to kind of like cleanse his soul here, but instead of doing that, he. Um, he says, no, it wasn't me. It wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. So because he didn't like re- like say it was his fault and he's sorry and whatnot, he gets like sucked into the fire or into the car mm-hmm. and <laughs> it gets like sucked into the ground where the only thing you can see left are his like legs. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and did you I, I remember like something about like that's some kind of like punishment that they used to do to s- God. I, I, it's not even worth mentioning, but I don't know if you like read anything about it, but I vaguely remember seeing something about that used to be some kind of punishment for doing certain things where they would bury you upside down and just have your feet hanging out of the ground. Yeah, um, I actually think that's also a punishment that they bring up in Dante's Inferno. Mm-hmm, I think so, too. Mm. Yeah. I read the book in high I'm school. Like, I never saw the movie, though. Yeah, yeah it's been a, while, a long time since I've seen it. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm I, at least I'm pretty sure that they do that similar kind of punishment in Dante's Inferno. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like mm-hmm. suffocation type death. Yeah. Um, OK, so he goes into the floor. They fail to pull him out and he suffocates. Um, as they continue, they see apparitions of terrifying spirits and demons, statues in the wall come to life. And uh, one violent, violently attacks George, slicing into his throat. After trying to drag him further, George murmurs vitriol, another riddle from earlier, and Scarlet realizes the flamel stone itself is yet another trap. Only by returning it will she find the real stone. Hmm. So she goes through this, you know, hellscape back to where she got the stone just to put it back (laughs) and realize that there isn't even a stone. Like, the whole thing about this movie is faith. If you have faith in what is it is it faith in god faith in the stone and yourself yeah then the stone's power is within you and mm-hmm. you can you can heal you don't need any stone yeah it, it was a little cheesy it was like well because it's like oh return the stone and you'll find the real stone and she like puts it back in and then she's like where is it where is it and she like wipes off a dusty like gold plate and it's just like you know an Im- obviously a reflection of her She's like, it was in me the whole time. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I, it's a sweet, I guess, but a, a little goofy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was for sure. And she's like blood soaked at this right, uh, yeah. At this point. She had to go through like pools of blood. The floor was trying to eat her. I thought that was hilarious. There was just like little mouths coming out on the ground. <laughs> Which oh, is like, is, is that a oh, God? I really should have looked more up before this. But is that like a reference to like the River Styx? Like, when she's walking through, like, these, like, part of the catacomb and essentially, like, where water would usually run through, it's full of blood and hands come out and grab her and pull her uh, into it. Mm. Um, Sounds river sticksy. Yeah. I can't remember. I remember there's, like, a scene where, you know, th- that happens in Dante's Inferno where Dante and Virgil are, like, being pulled into some blood river. I just can't remember if it's the river sticks or not. Yeah, I don't know. Sounds like it. Um, I actually don't know for this one. Let's see. As she races back to the crib, she sees the same man who hanged himself as she saw in Iran and recognizes him as her father. After nearly being drowned in uh, 
In a trench of blood by an unseen force, she returns to the crypt and finds a polished mirror. Oh, wait, this is what we said. Oh, gotcha. Uh, Once she realizes she has magical abilities of the stone. Uh, she returns to George, kissing him to heal him. Aw, oh, how cute. Oh, um, George. <laughs> she explains they must confront their torments, as this place provides an alternate form of reality to make them realize their wrongdoings. Um, so, yeah, these are. this is kind of the moment where they're in the ninth level, which is like the deepest level. Um, and they're at a well that's like super, super deep. And she knows the only way to like survive is if their souls are all like rectified from their mm-hmm. sins. So they all have to say what's on their mind. She kind of already did. She saw her dad hanging and she came up to him, like hugged him and said, mm-hmm. like, I'm sorry I didn't answer that night and whatnot. So right. she's kind of been absolved of her sins and, yep. um, then, which is a callback to when they were in purgatory, and you know she finds the phone, and it's the person. Why didn't you? Why don't you want to talk to me? Why didn't you answer? Yeah, it was her dad. And he's like, oh, well, I'm sorry. If I knew you were in so much pain, I would have answered. And then gives him a sweet old hug, and he he disappears. Yeah, mm-hmm. while George is dying. Yeah, <laughs> right. just laying there right. dying, bleeding to death. <laughs> well, you got to take um, time to hug your dad, Chandler. I guess I had to be sincere. Yeah. And at this point, it's only um, it's only um, Scarlet, George, and uh, what is the other guy's name from Pepion's party? Zed. Zed. Okay. Yeah. So they all kind of go through and talk about um, th- what they're guilty of. Mm-hmm. Um, George had a brother who basically drowned because. George couldn't get help in time, and mm-hmm. that's been weighing on his conscience. And that's uh, why you... he's he's afraid to... Like, they were exploring in a cave or a catacomb or something. They were exploring underground somewhere, and that's why George had a fear of being underground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you guys remember what Zed's was? Yeah, he, he was a dad, and he, he's like, oh, I, I have a kid, and I haven't seen it in, ever, I guess. Yeah, he tries to say it's not his. Uh, but he knows it is, and so he just never goes in season. Oh, that's sad. Um, okay. Anyway, <laughs> so they are kind. Of, they're trying to save their souls here and have faith, and then they, you know, take a leap of faith, jump into the jump into the well, and it goes super far down, super far down. You'd think it would, you know, destroy you, but <laughs> no. they just lay there for a second, <laughs> and then they're fine. They get up, um, and. They, they see this, like, circle, and they are pushing down on it, pushing down on it, and it turns out to be a manhole. Um, so they come back into, like, the real world. Oh, yeah, because they were trying to pull it because they thought it was a manhole coming towards them, but then it was upside yeah. down. Uh, and All then, right. like, once they get out, there's this, like, awkward, like realization like oh we're back we're 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 out of hell we made it through hell mm-hmm. and then it's it's scarlet and george who you know, it's so obvious from like the beginning that they're into each other and then there's zed and <laughs> there's just this awkward moment where they're like all like oh we made it out and they're just staring at each other and zed does this like awkward all right i'll go i guess yeah, and like, then he like kind yeah he stumbles off or you know reluctantly <laughs> almost yeah, he's like and smiling then, like he's happy, but then, yeah. Right. <laughs> it's <just> so weird. <laughs> and then Scarlet, and once he's like walking away, Scarlet and George hug each other. <laughs> like, damn, all right. Like, you guys could have like hugged him too. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I guess like at the end of this, it's, it's the end of the movie here. Um, so 
in an ending log an interview with Scarlet is played in which she says she never sought treasure, only the truth. So she learns about the truth of the stone, and now she technically has the power of the stone, I'm assuming. So what do you think she's going to do with it, guys? Um, sell it, probably. She's Capitalism not greedy. is king. Listen, Joe, she's not greedy. She wouldn't do that. <laughs> it's for it's for the learning purposes only. No, no, no. no. She wasn't greedy until she became the philosopher's <laughs> stone. Now oh. she can sell it. Oh. Well, now she's going to live forever because it has that power. Uh, so Right. Now she, that's why she didn't want any of the treasure because she knew the real treasure was the philosopher's stone. Right. I thought I thought the real treasure was the friendship they made along the way. Well, well her and George. Zed yeah, Zed's out of here. Yeah. Yeah. It's also <laughs> funny, like, it, poor Zed. Like, he, I mean, don't get me wrong, they all went through hell. Like, they literally went through hell. Benji was part of Scarlet and George's crew. But they weren't friends. He was just doing a documentary on them. Right. Zed lost literally all his <laughs> friends. Yeah. Yep. And and Scarlet and George lost Benji, which is like, oh, that's sad. But like, I don't know. I've only known him for a couple days. Right. Yeah. And those two are like the only people that Zed, you know, can even talk to about this. Right. And they don't even like exchange numbers, nothing. Like he just walks no. away. Yeah. They're like, okay, Zed, fuck off now. <laughs> like, Yo, if I were Zed, I'd be like, okay, one of the, you know, things about the stone was it could turn like any metal into like gold and whatnot like oh, pay yeah. up you made you made me lose my <laughs> best friends and now i have nothing like give me some gold or right. something my yeah. lord it's rough um what do you, do you guys want to do favorite scenes ratings sure yeah. uh Chan- chandler is your pick you go first yeah so i think uh overall i think the whole movie was uh, pretty good obviously i picked it so uh, I, I do think it was really good um, I'm going to give it, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say my favorite scene first. Favorite scene was whenever, uh, Benji was, uh, alone in the tunnel up, up top and he gets pushed down. But right before that, the, the girl like just is singing and he can't see where she's at. He's looking around with his light and he can't find her. And then all of a sudden it's like a jump scare. And then all he see, you see him falling down the tunnel and he dies. <laughs> it was like, it was probably the best jump scare I, I saw in the movie. Um, yeah. so I liked it a lot. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I give the movie... Um, let's give it an eight today. Maybe, a, maybe an nice. 8.2, 8.2. 8.2, nice. Um, I like it a lot. Uh, it, I just wish there was a little more at the end that like would kind of cap it off, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But overall, it was pretty good. And you, Joe? Oh, what was my favorite scene? Um, I think the whole purgatory, uh, I thought that was just a little bit creepier than hell. I, you know, like you, you're walking in this room, you, you, or you know these catacombs, and the first thing you see is this dude who's been missing for two years, and he's giving off creepy vibes, and then all these things from your past keep coming back. It was a night. It was really good at setting the tone for the rest of the movie, mm-hmm. and I don't know. There's just something like it felt empty, but in like a really good way, and like a oh shit's about to get really bad. Um, so I, I think that probably that whole scene where they're in purgatory was probably my favorite. Um, I will say there's a couple things that I didn't like about the movie. Um, so the whole thing is supposed to be like a found footage kind of movie, but everything was just so like clean and neat, especially in the beginning, like the script, it was clearly a script. It wasn't like two people having a conversation like everything, especially between Scarlet and George, it just felt like, oh, we're, you know, super smart and we're riffing off each other and coming up with these, you know, well-articulated sentences and we just can read each other really well. And 
not saying that people can't do that, but I don't know. It just it just felt like they were reading a script. Mm-hmm. Also, the fact that like, oh, she has all these PhDs, and yeah, you know, he works. He he's a uh, what he was like a bell repair man or whatever you call him inside Notre Dame. Like that's I don't know. Nobody has that cool of a job, <laughs> and it, it felt like a video game. Like a really good video game, but it felt like I was like playing like Tomb Raider or something like that. Mm. Um, also, <laughs> a really dumb scene for me was when she found out that she had to return the Philosopher's Stone, <laughs> and she speed runs hell. They're oh, all, yeah. they're all <laughs> the way at the, oh basically all the way at the ninth level, and she goes all the way back to the you know where they found the the Philosopher's Stone. She literally speed runs hell. And stiff arms a demon. <laughs> Dude, like she's before, <laughs> bro, before they were like, oh my god, like demons, ah. Then she's like, fuck you, stiff arm. She literally stiff arms <laughs> a demon. And I'm like, okay, that kind of takes me out of the spookiness of the movie. Mm, I don't know, Joe. When <laughs> when you have faith in the Lord above, you can stiff arm <laughs> demons. Fuck, I guess, man. <laughs> um, I would like to see a movie where Jesus is like, or God or whoever is like invading hell and he's just like stiff arming all these demons. Um, it would be great to see. <laughs> but those negatives aside, I still think I want to give this movie seven and a half stiff armed demons out of ten. Oh, nice dude. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's not it's not your eight, but I it's truly it's a really good movie. Um there's some goofy parts in it, and there's some parts that are a little too neat for me, but Definitely watch it. It is. It is a really. It's an interesting take on going through hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. For me, I guess my favorite part is when they like <clears throat> go through like the center of the earth, and then they are um like in that same kind of mirrored dimension. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just thought that was like a really cool part, and then the as above, so below, like everything's the same and whatnot right i thought that was a really cool interesting part mm-hmm. uh i i really like this movie overall because it's a, a huge homage t- to um dante's inferno without really like throwing it in your face mm-hmm. like it does show them descend a bunch of layers of hell but if you're not looking for it you don't really know right, right? Mm-hmm. so it could it could be a standalone film but it, it is very very well well done i think uh, I think I would give it uh, a good. I'll, I'll say like a a, a seven point eight uh, stiff armed <laughs> demons by uh, Jesus himself. Oh Ooh. damn! Jesus is coming down and doing it. All right. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. But yeah, I, I think it's a great film. I think it's a a pretty. I think I think it is a must watch. And Chandler had it yeah. on his list. So um, nice job, Chandler. Uh, great pick. Wait, you guys. Uh, also, I forgot to mention earlier. That one of my one of like coolest parts about this movie is they actually filmed in the catacombs in Paris. Oh no shit! Yeah, they filmed like uh, five or six hours or something in there, and uh, you know George, the main guy of it, um, mm-hmm. he actually had like claustrophobic like uh, panic attacks every once in a while, oh, no. so they had to, like take breaks, and so yeah, it was like really cool. Like I said, like crawl under rocks and stuff in the actual catacombs mm-hmm. to make it look real. So there's like no mm. props, you know. Okay, yeah. real question for you guys. So if you knew that there was something in the catacombs that you could get and, you know, your life would be set, you'd never have to work again, your family would all be set, would you go through the, the catacombs? Um, I would, but 
I I want to go through them anyways. Yeah. Well, I mean, like not not like a tour though, like a, a sure, restricted yeah. like like what they did. Oh, absolutely. I want so badly for my life to be Nicolas Cage in real <laughs> life. Um, <laughs> I would love to be you know, uh, I don't know what you call them because they're not treasure hunters, but you know, I want I want that Laura Croft. I want that yeah. Nathan Drake. I want that Nicolas Cage lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would do it in the first place. With the added bonus of something that lets me not work forever, um, <laughs> then yeah, absolutely, I would do it. Yeah, I th- yeah, I, I think it'd be. Pretty, oh, you go, Chandler. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I think it'd be pretty fun and interesting. I'd probably do it. I just like Joe said, it's like a cool lifestyle, you know. But now that I know that all you have to do is believe in yourself and God and all that, <laughs> that's I think, true. I think I'm okay. I'm set, though, you know. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, like, I've always wanted to go on a tour of the catacombs and whatnot, mm-hmm. but I don't think like. I've seen too many movies like this and like the descent and stuff like that to know when there's like restricted places that you shouldn't be going. Um, Yeah. I've I've always been worried about like getting collapsed in on a cave or something like that. And just nobody ever finding me again, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I have no issue with like tight spaces or, you know, being in stuff like that. Mm. My issue is like deep ocean. Um, I'm a horrible swimmer. I'm an, I'm an earth bender you know that's my type um (laughs) i belong in the mountains or you know on land Mm -hmm. um i'm not i shit all at swimming so i went uh uh, snorkeling in uh, mexico i believe once um it was the most terrifying experience of my life um i am turns out i'm garbage at swimming um and i was convinced i was gonna drown the whole time so Oh, uh, no. nice. If I can't, if I can't touch this sh- the the bottom of the ocean or whatever, um, I don't want to be in it. Um, <laughs> so as long as I don't have to go into deep ocean, then I'm good. Ooh, but what about? Dude, okay, for one, when she was in that room and she found out like there was a secret passage in the water, mm-hmm. like that is insane to me because you don't know how far it is there, right? And to make it all the way there in one breath, it's just, it's literally a gamble. Like, mm-hmm. it could be too far, and if you go too far and you can't turn back in time, like, you're mm-hmm. screwed. You are so <laughs> screwed. Yeah. I mean, I guess the idea of that doesn't scare me, because at least I know that, oh, I can, I don't know. I guess it's the thought of not being able to touch anything that really scares me. Um, so I, I think I would be okay with that. Mm. Um but you know, I turn. I probably actually wouldn't be okay with any of it because I've never done any of it. Uh, but theoretically, I can say I would do it. All right, guys, let's all go cave exploring. Okay, deal. But I'm not going to do any of the claustrophobic type stuff. All right, but let's find a haunted cave. <laughs> oh, I went okay, on a okay. haunted cave. It was a tour, but I went on a haunted cave tour. It was pretty cool. Yeah, where at? Uh, it's in Colorado Springs, Cave of the Winds in Colorado Springs. Go check it out if you're in Colorado. Did you find any ghosts? Mm. Uh, I didn't, but there was a person there that said, oh, I'm pretty sure there's a ghost here. <laughs> oh, um, was it one oh. of the workers? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was somebody, one of, somebody else on the tour. But we were uh, like explicitly told not to mock the ghost, so I didn't do that. But, <laughs> you know, maybe next best. time. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I would never mock the dead. <laughs> yeah, no good can come from that, right? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, what if we're like ghost hunters and we need to find the ghost and the ghost isn't doing anything? So then we like go, "Hey, you're a bitch, you're a bitch," you know? Oh god, <laughs> what is that? What is that one show? Um, it's got the real big muscly guy, Dog the Bounty did, Hunter. 
No, he the ghost hunting show. He did the Demon House documentary. Oh, oh yeah. Zach Baggins or Braggins <laughs> yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah, my sister used to watch the show all the time, and he would always just like. <laughs> He would like try to piss off the ghost and then just send one guy in the whole time. Yeah, man. He'd be like, yeah, get in there, like, dude. I can't remember what his name is, but he's some bald dude, and he'd like, he'd be like, come do something, do something to me if you're if you're here. And then he's like, okay, we'll call him Mitch. He's like, Mitch, get in there, go go sleep in that room by yourself. Like, no, bro, you just pissed off the ghost. He's yeah. so mean to him. And then, yeah. and my favorite is when like they're listening for a ghost or they're they're having a conversation, and then Zach just goes, "Shut up, shut up." And he's like, "Bro, like, okay, I got it." Like, he's just so mean to that guy, and it's the yeah. funniest thing in the world. It is. Oh my god. Yeah, Chandler. Another one from your list. Now I want to watch Grave Encounters again. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, well, we've gotten so far off track. Right. Um, but, I mean, we're kind of done with this one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we did our numbers. You know our numbers. Um, it's a good movie. What more can we say? Go watch it. Thank you. What did you give it? What was the rating? Uh, I don't remember. 7.8, like, I think. Yeah, mm. it was 7.8 or 7.9. I know I didn't give it that 8. <laughs> so... It it almost deserves an eight. It's so yeah. close to an eight for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just a little. There's just a few things in it that uh, just set it back for me. Yeah. God. Now, it, if it, it was a really a, good movie, though, if it was a comedy, I would say that stiff arm oh, gives it a ten God. out of ten. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I know how Chandler feels about oh. comedy horrors. I love them. Mm-hmm. What was the one horror? Oh, Cabin in the Woods. That was the one oh, you had on your yeah, list. Yeah. yeah. Which is another good one. I love that movie. Yeah. All right. Now that we've uh, gone on a huge tangent, um, do you guys have anything you want to say to wrap this up? Final thoughts on the movie, or are you good? Um, if you're interested in the Paris of Catacomb things, uh, let me restart that. If you're interested in the uh, catacombs in the in Paris, I say watch this movie. It's very interesting. Um, and also, if you're into the Dante's Inferno, watch it. Or if you're just into like you know. Anything you feel like being into, you know, just believe, have faith in yourself. Don't let Chandler kink shame you. Yeah. But yeah, you should watch this movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's definitely a cool take on hell and like, you know, traveling through the nine layers of hell. Yep. Yeah. And be careful if you're doing a catacombs tour, because if you get lost, you might end up going through hell. Just letting you know. (laughs) And if any gloomy teens tell you to go find somebody at a club, don't do it. Yeah. Imagine someone just pays someone and they're just standing there doing that all day. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for listening. As always, follow everybody on everything. Everything's in the the description now. TikToks, Twitches. Give give everybody a like and a follow. Join our uh, Discord. Um, You might get a free game out of it. Who knows? If you like the episode, like uh, like any of the episodes of the show as a whole, give us a review. Uh, hit us with those five stars. If you uh, join the Discord, if you join the Discord, or you give us a review, we'll give you a shout out. Shout out! Woo. A shout out! Um, if you have anything you want to suggest us to watch, or you got a spooky story, or you want us to play a game, or maybe read a book, anything and everything, you can send all of that to S as in. I probably won't read the book. Spooky. If they ask you to read the book, you'll read the goddamn book, Chandler. Okay. B as in book. <laughs> <laughs> Horrorshow at gmail.com. That's sbhorrorshow at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. Bye forever. Goodbye. Goodbye.